Hey everyone, it's Hamish from the Young Investors Podcast. Myself and Brandon are excited to bring you your weekly rundown of the latest business and investing news from around the world. A quick reminder before we get started, any advice provided by Brandon is general and does not consider your financial situation, needs or objectives, so consider whether it's appropriate for you. Brandon Vanderkolk is authorized to provide general financial product advice in Australia and is authorized representative number 1305795 of Guideway Financial Services Proprietary Limited, AFSL number 420367. Please see the description box for Brandon's financial services guide. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future investment returns. But with that said, let's get into another episode of the Young Investors Podcast. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Hamish. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, my friend? What's going on? Oh, not much. I, um, I learned a new skill this week. I learned how to change- You learned a new skill. Yeah, I, I, I learned how to change a tire. <laughs> oh really because you i got a flat, a flat tire <laughs> yeah. yeah actually not as hard as i thought it would be to change a tire actually yeah. pretty simple pretty easy look at you yeah look you at that handy man i looked at i looked up a youtube video and uh off i went <laughs> <laughs> nice where'd you get the flat was it like on a highway or something uh, i don't know where i got it because i just came home and then overnight it, oh. it has like a nail in it so i guess it went down kind of slowly oh, and then okay. over and then in the morning yeah. i was like oh yep that tire is flat so I I don't know where I got it, but yeah. um, but yeah. So you had a spare anyway. in your boot or something? Yeah, yeah. Luckily, and the spare wasn't flat, fortunately, because <laughs> that is something I would do. That is something I would definitely yeah. do, which is change the tire and then not replace the spare. <laughs> but yeah. I but I've never done yeah. that, so yeah. But I'll probably do that now. Like, what's the chance I get another flat? Right, so I can probably roll with the with the spare. You know, with no spare for a while, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got I gotta tell you a story. That I got a similar tire story. Mm. Um so I um drive a Tesla Model Three Performance, uh which is it, it's a fun it's a fun car and the ongoing costs are low except for tires. The tires oh, really? are expensive. Yeah, yeah. Cause they run um Pirelli P zeros. Um can't remember how much. I think it costs like two thousand dollars to replace all four. Like, oh, wow, quite expensive tires. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, so I noticed that my tires were getting low. I went into the tire place and they replaced all four. Okay, and I, they were, I didn't realize how expensive the tires were going to be, and they told me I was like, ah, oh, this hurts a lot. But I was like, yeah. okay. I was like, Do you, are you sure that I need to replace all four? They're like, yeah, yeah, replace all four. And I was like, okay, replace all four. So I got them replaced, right? Yeah. And then just three days later, I'm driving around on my new tires, heavy rain on the highway, boom, boom, pothole, burst two of them. Two of my brand oh new my tires. Jesus. So I'm like screaming because I'm like $1,000 in the hole at this point. I've got two new tires and I've just hit a pothole and they're both flat. And now I need to pay. Like, that's, that's just the worst luck ever, right? Yeah, that is insane. I swear that always happens, though. That's exactly how it always yeah. happens. Like, it's never the other way when around. It rains, it's, it pours. It's never, oh, I'm about, I'm heading towards the place to change four tires and two of them, you know, and then I go into a yeah. pothole and burst through, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I was changing them anyway. It's never yeah. that. It's always the reverse. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always the reverse. So that was, yeah. oh man, that was so frustrating. Yeah, that's so frustrating. That's definitely worse than than my story. Mine wasn't even that bad. There wasn't really any inconvenience or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. But any, anyway, um, how you been? You been all right? Yeah, yeah, going well, going well. We're in the thick of uh, earning season uh, at the moment. We've uh, we are. we've got a lot. 
uh, to, to, to cover today. We'll, uh, we'll go through Google and Meta, as we mentioned last week. It's always fun that they kind of report in the same week so we can kind of um, compare and contrast them together. I also chucked in um, Snapchat as well um, as like a, another kind of smaller uh, social media mm. giant. I don't know. Can, you really, can we really call them a giant at this point? They're a social media company. They, they do social media they stuff. Um, so I thought we'd chuck them in. Um, and I also chucked in Spotify as well, which I don't think we've really covered before, but I thought um, some of their results were mm. kind of interesting. Um, so that's our earnings The only earnings thing front. I know about Spotify <laughs> is I think for the longest time, they just haven't made any money whatsoever. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the story. Yep. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I just, re- I remember being baffled by that because everybody that I know uses Spotify and so yeah. many of my friends have Spotify premium. So they're paying good, you know, they're paying their good subscription fees. Yeah. Like it's not uncommon for, I reckon more of my friends have Spotify premium than have Netflix. I'm really not even kidding. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, mm. so I was, I was very baffled when I read that one day Spotify just does not make any money. I was like, how is that possible? Yeah. But anyway, I guess that's what you're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, what else have we, yeah. what else have we got? Um, I'm just going to talk about Google earnings. I've got a fair bit to say on Google and, um, interesting move during the week. China is moving to support its economy. There's a lot of, been a lot of, uh, Criticism, I guess, of China not stepping in and uh, providing s- economic stimulus. Right. Uh, but they are starting to do that. Well, so we'll talk about that as well. Awesome. Well, with that said, today's episode is brought to you by Seeking Alpha, your one-stop shop for stock analysis, market data, and news. Access uh, expert analysis and news for thousands of stocks. View buy, hold, and sell ratings from members, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's own algorithm. Screen for stocks using a variety of fundamental and technical analysis metrics access 10 years of financial data and company filings, and manage your portfolio by tracking your investments with price alerts so you never miss a buying opportunity again. Click the link in the episode description or head directly to seekingalpha.me forward slash young investors to try Seeking Alpha free for four, uh, for seven days. Uh, and you can also still get a $50 off coupon um, when you sign up uh, to a subscription for the first time. And as always, thanks to those who uh, have used our link when signing up to Seeking Alpha uh, and are supporting the podcast. All right. All right. What a clean so read that where was. Where should we? Beautiful. Yeah. Where should we begin? Where should we? Uh, I think. Um, take us through Meta. You want to take us through Meta? Sorry, I think okay. I think we're breaking up a little bit today. We're having yeah. a little bit of audio issues. Jeez, I thought we left those in the past. We yeah, used to get I, audio issues all the time, but we're having a little bit of a uh, little bit of lag today. Take us through Meta, Hamish. I'll shut up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, we, we get Google and Meta and we can kind of compare and contrast. It's always fun. So starting with Meta platforms uh, for the quarter, the third quarter, they reported revenue of $34.1 billion, which was up 23% year over year, which is, um, which is massive. Um, the advertising businesses have kind of, uh, c- a year or two ago, they had a really strong run up out of, out of COVID and then even after COVID. And then there was a, they were still growing, but there were kind of tapering, uh, you know, uh, growth was kind of moderating a little bit. Um, but yeah, Meta Platforms posting an absolutely massive uh, revenue quarter, 23% growth, $34 billion, which is massive. Uh, when it comes to Meta Platforms, of course, of course the story is around uh, their advertising business and of course the user base on their social media platforms. Um, so in, in terms of the uh, what they call family daily active people, which is how many people are using any of their social media apps uh, every single day, uh, that figure came in 
at 3.14 billion uh, 3.14 billion people which was up 7% uh, year over year uh, the monthly um, family of, of apps uh, people came in at 3.96 uh, billion people up 7% as well year over year and then in terms of the Facebook and Messenger platforms specifically their daily active users came in at 2.09 billion people up 5% year over year and monthly active uh, users was 3.05 billion uh, up 3% um, which is uh, hectic yes stagger as we always say just staggering that they continue i mean to con- t- even to continue growing it uh, daily active users at 7% annually like it's still you know i think um you know there's been a lot of talk of that slowdown in 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 growth and eventually it's going to grind to a halt because they're going to run out of people but uh they are mm. still growing at a very uh, a very decent clip. Seven um, percent isn't nothing, especially when you're already at four billion monthly active when users. That size, it's interesting. Like if if with growth rates, like when you're small, it depends on the company size. If you're really small, then yeah. that growth rate is not very impressive. But when you're like what you say, when you're massive, that growth rate is impressive. Like yeah. the fact because like seven percent growth equates to you know, millions and millions of people. So no, it is it is still impressive, and they continue to wiggle their way and find new the markets that they were you know poorer in, and they continue to add more um, active users. But yeah, it's um it's kind of crazy. It's also interesting, I find how over time, like as Facebook, I feel like Facebook now is kind of a little. It's like the the legacy platform. It's like the older platform. Mm. Um. But they've done really well, uh, in, especially with growing Instagram over time. Like as that, as Facebook maybe trends out of favor, they've got other options. They've got the um, the Instagram platform to take its place. They've got you know, yep. they've hooked people on WhatsApp and Messenger, so they're always messaging on Facebook's platform no matter what. It's uh, it's interesting. They've done well. Yeah, um, they actually added. I just calculated it because I wanted. I, I did it in my head, and I wasn't sure if it was correct. Two hundred eighty million people they've added to their platform in the last there 12 months which is just an astounding figure um to to, to add it's remarkable yeah it's it's insane um so yeah so that's kind of on the user front um and then of course uh, meta always gives some interesting information around their advertising business and specifically their their ads uh, and, and how they're performing um so this always they always talk about ad impressions so the number of ads being served and then the price per ad um, and the story recently has been ad impressions going up uh, a lot and the price per ad coming down as uh, more people are spending time on, on reels and on stories where they're able to place more ads, but the ads are less effective. So advertisers pay less for them. And that mm-hmm. story continued this quarter. So ad impressions were up uh, 31% year over year. So that's an, again, that is an enormous, you can, you, know, you can imagine how many ads meta platforms is serving across their platforms increased 31% the number of ads, which is an enormous figure given they're already wow. a, a behemoth. So it really does give you an idea of the, 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 the almost the change in business really from you know uh, ads that are much more stagnant to ads on, on reels where people are really kind of, you can go through you know, 10, 20 ads within a, a couple of minutes really if you're, if you're you know, yeah. on, on reels, for example. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then as you would expect, um, the, the price per ad declined, but only by 6%. So they, um, only saw, you know, a minor d- decrease in, in the, in the price per ad, which is obviously very, very good. And, and yeah, resulted in 23% increase in revenue, which is 
insane. Um, hectic. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know if I have much to add to that, but that, that is, that's quite a bump. It's yeah. Quite a bump. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very impressive. Uh, on, a, on a products front, of course, um, you know, Meta isn't just a, an advertising business. They also have some physical products, especially uh, relating to their virtual reality and, and augmented reality business, uh, Reality Labs. Uh, they launched Quest 3, which is their newest um, kind of, uh, oh. uh, uh, it's kind of their, their, their main, um, VR they, it's their main yeah. VR product, not the, not the highest end one, but the one that's reasonably priced and mass market is, is the word I was kind of looking for. Yep. Um, so they released that headset. Um, supposedly it's, um, it's very impressive. Got a bunch of new tech, um, inside of it. Uh, and they also launched the second version of their Ray-Ban Meta Smart Glasses, which are the kind of Ray-Ban glasses that have a have a camera in them and you can now live stream from them to Instagram and, and take photos and, and that sort of thing. Um, Ooh. And they actually look, um, they, they redid the designs and they've actually got two different designs now and they actually look pretty good. Like it really besides Let's have a look, I think I, I reckon if you didn't know what those glasses were and you saw someone wear them, I don't think you would know that they're smart glasses. I really don't. I mean, right. I think if you've seen them before, you can obviously see the camera, um, but it almost does yeah. just look like it's a part of the design. Um, I think if you ha- had yeah. no idea what these glasses were, I don't think you would look at these glasses and go, oh, they're smart glasses. Uh, uh, unless you yeah. had already seen them before, I think. Um, but they're yeah, actually kind of cool. true. It's quite, um, it's quite well hidden now. And it doesn't look, even the, I imagine like the battery and stuff is in the, yeah. is in the, I don't know what you call that part, the frame that goes towards your ear. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't, yeah, you're right. It doesn't look as bulky and as clunky. Yeah. As um it looks it actually looks quite good. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It's well hidden because um I wonder if I have my glasses here. Yeah, here you go. So the camera these aren't the ones, but the the normal Ray Bans they have this little this little etching yeah. design piece on the side. And instead of having that you just have a small camera. So yeah. it makes sense why you can't really tell that there's a camera there because Ray Bans actually have something there in their design anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'll, it, do my, I'll do the whole rest of the podcast with glasses. <laughs> I'm too cool. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll both get smart glasses and we'll do um instead of having the camera on us, we'll do we'll do like POV of the podcast. We'll both record. <laughs> hey, Mish, that that is a terrible idea, mate. That, that's such a bad idea. You sometimes you come up with good ideas, but that's nah, a, that's a terrible. I think one. I think that'll I think that'll work. What? I, so so people are just going to be looking at you through <laughs> the projection yeah, they, of you so, on no so they what are you talking about so, mate? so they get to see they get to see yeah i don't know okay all right moving on no i don't know move, move on, on. <laughs> move on cancel that that's a that's a hamish anyway all right next anyway one. <laughs> so yeah they launched new products back to meta they they launched new products and they're pretty cool uh we don't know how they're selling though um no, no information on that which is um kind of important but um that's all right we uh Maybe we'll, we'll get that one day. We'll get that the day that they uh, start selling like a good amount of these um these products. We'll, yeah, we'll exactly. <laughs> ain't that the truth? Yeah, ain't that the truth? Um, so uh, yeah. So and then so keeping going down the the income statement. Um, even though they increased revenue by twenty three percent, costs and expenses declined by seven percent year over year. Um, so not only were they able to increase revenue massively, they also were able to reduce costs as uh, significantly. Um, they did a bunch of layoffs and a bunch of other cost initiatives. And that means 
that on a net income basis, whenever you have revenue going up and costs going down, you know it's going to be good for, for profits at the bottom. Mm. Uh, net income came in at $11.6 billion, up 164% year over year. So, um, Wowzers. That 164 looks massive, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big number to post. Yeah. yeah I imagine that's because they struggled so much a year ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I, certainly. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've been spending a lot of money on this uh, on this uh, reality labs venture, um, and they still mm. are. But um, but certainly, it was felt more significantly, I think, in the last few quarters. And now, um, yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're kind of back in the driver's seat a little bit, um, and they've, they're certainly mm. winning investors' uh, expectations over again with um, with how the stock has kind of recovered since. Uh, it's a disaster of uh, what was it twenty twenty two or uh, it must have been or yeah something like that. You want a stock update? Yeah, give us a stock update. So in uh, where did it reach its high in September of twenty twenty one, and it was at three hundred and eighty dollars a share. Yeah. Then fast forward to its low point in November twenty twenty two. And it was down 76%. That's crazy. So it was down to like 90 bucks a share. Yeah. And then since it hit 90 bucks a share, it's been on an absolute tear and it's back up 229% yeah. to now it sits at 300 bucks a share. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, we, we, we spoke about- And this is what Seth Klarman, sorry, no, I'm go, just going to make the point. This is what Seth Klarman talks about where he's just like, you know, mispricings do happen in the market. People say value investing's dead. And generally when, you know, when, if you're just looking at the massive companies, sometimes you do have to get a bit more creative and look elsewhere to get really good value investing deals. But Seth Klarman made the point that, you know, these things still, these events that bring down companies to margin of safety prices, they still do happen. Even in big companies, you just have to be patient and you have to be vigilant. And he uses Meta as an example. I think he owns Meta shares, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, at least he did. But yeah. yeah, he used Meta as an example, you know, $378 per share, per share down to $90 per share. That's a massive drop. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you'd done the research and figured out that Meta was a good kind of investment for you, then 90 bucks per share is ridiculous. And sure enough, it's bounced back up now to $300. So, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Re- three, 380 to 90 to 300 yeah, it you know you can't say that big companies still don't move. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and and you know, and that's in the in the internet age where information is all available, and and theoretically, with all this information around and everyone acting rationally, prices should be very very efficient. And in some aspects, I'm sure they have become more efficient. But um, yeah, mm. investor psychology is still a very real thing, even at the even yeah. in institutional investors that are really pushing these stocks around. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of mind games that that goes into their decisions to sell a stock or you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of a stock, and um, yeah, we've seen it. We spoke about Netflix last week was one, and yeah, Meta Meta this week is is another two massive mm. hundred plus billion dollar companies. Meta is a I don't even know how much they're worth seven hundred seven hundred billion dollar company. Yeah. Enormous, it's probably a top ten most valuable company in the world, and it went through kind of that mm. swing. So yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been fascinating to to watch and kind of observe that. Um, the CFO um, kind of gave his uh, regular statement. Um, and uh, one interesting thing that I thought was, uh, that I kind of noted was um, just a, a little bit of a commentary on the ongoing regulatory challenges. Um, so this is the quote from the press release. Uh, we continue to monitor the uh, active regulatory landscape, including the increased legal and regulatory headwinds in the EU and US, 
that could significantly impact our business and financial results. Of note, the Federal Trade Commission is seeking to substantially modify our existing uh, consent order uh, and impose additional restrictions on our ability to operate. Uh, We are contesting this Mm. matter, but if we are unsuccessful, uh, it would have an adverse impact on our business. Um, So I thought that was interesting that they kind of actually included um, a, a pretty, it's not too common that you see just a kind of a a risk factor be actually presented in the press release. Um, And what they're talking about is the FTC battle that they're facing and actually a a bunch of other uh, tech companies are in FTC battles at the moment. Um, This one specifically started in 2021 uh, where um, Meta or or Facebook at the time was accused of accumulating monopoly power via anti-competitive mergers, specifically Instagram and WhatsApp. So um, that's kind of their ongoing battle. Google's also in a battle. Microsoft's in a battle. Uh, yeah, I think Microsoft's in it. Oh, there's. I'm not sure if that's still ongoing. They probably all are. To, to, to be honest, Amazon's definitely in a battle. Um, I think the head of the FTC has uh, has it out for for Amazon. Um, so they're all they're they're all <laughs> every big company in the US, every big tech company is um, facing anti-competitive uh, regulatory uh, challenges. But um, mm. but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they, they kind of. Um, Maybe. Non-recurring expenses. Exactly, yeah. Non-recurring legal expenses. Those fines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. FTC fine. Yeah, we face a large non-recurring expense that we'll pay next year as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a it's just a toll at this point, isn't it? It's just a yeah. toll. It's just a part of doing business for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in terms of their balance sheet, it's always interesting to kind of have a look at uh, how they're going. Um, they continue to be just a, a cash machine. Um, they've got uh, 61 billion in cash and marketable securities, only 18 billion in debt. Uh, they did 3.5 billion dollars of sherry purchases, but for the most part, um, they hmm. took their cash and they shoved it in the bank account, as they do pretty much every quarter. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they continue to stack cash. So even though they are spending a lot of money on virtual reality. Uh, hmm. they can afford it. Um, as long as it uh, is a is a you know produces cash out the other side, they've got plenty of money to play with. Yeah, yeah, and like good on them. They're using their cash and they're trying to do something with it. I don't know more 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 so than like Apple, who just makes a lot of cash and then just gives it to shareholders. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it'll come up with the i the next slight improvement of the iPhone next year and the next slight improvement of anything and yeah that'll uh, that'll do us then we'll just give you guys a whole bunch of money <laughs> yeah it is more exciting when the companies actually have things to spend money on i mean obviously you yeah. know, getting getting cash kicked out of the business is is great but then you've got to go and find somewhere else to put it um mm-hmm. so it's uh yeah it's always it's always yeah. fun to see especially big businesses you don't see big businesses taking risks very often um, and it's no, kind of un- right. it's kind of unfortunate. Like I think YouTube suffers mm. that fate as a, as a part of as of Google is that there's some good changes that could happen to YouTube, but it's just you can just tell it's just everything is going through like ten layers of bureaucracy, and nothing yeah. ever gets through, and changes take nothing so long, changes. and it's it's just kind of frustrating, and that's just the way big business goes. So it is exciting to see you know Zuckerberg kind mm. of um, still being able to steer the ship however he wants, like it's kind of a younger company, which is yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, anything else on the old meta platforms? Nope, that's it. Um, so yeah, give us uh, give us Alphabet, give us Google. Um, All right. We'll, we'll compare and contrast. I shall, Hamish. I shall. Um, so shares dropped seven percent on um, Google earnings, Ooh. which is interesting. They CNBC noted as the cloud business missed analyst estimates. 
Well, I think the cloud business did all right, personally. But <laughs> anyway, that, that's what do I know exactly? <laughs> Are you an analyst? Are you a Wall Street analyst, Brandon? No, I'm not. Yeah. Thank goodness I'm not. Thank God I didn't <laughs> go down that path. All right. Um, revenue. Revenue for Google for Alphabet up 11% year over year to $76.7 billion. And the thing I like about Google's uh, earnings releases, they give you that nice revenue um, breakdown and that nice uh, operating income breakdown of mm. all of their businesses. So we've got Google advertising overall. Okay, overall Google advertising was up from $54.5 billion to $59.6 billion. So uh, a good a good amount of growth in Google advertising. So how does that break down? Well, first of all, we've got their big category, which is Google search and other. So that rose from $39.5 billion to $44 billion. So it's up 11% year over year for Google search. Right. Then as well in Google advertising, you have YouTube ads. So YouTube ads went from $7.1 billion to $8 billion, So up 12%. And then Google Network, so third-party network uh, Google Ads, um, fell from 7.9 billion to 7.7 billion, right. so down 2.6 percent. So relatively flat there. Yeah. Um, so they continue to see pretty solid growth in search revenue and ads revenue. Then apart from that, we've got Google Other, um, 6.9 billion to 8.3 billion, so up 21 percent year over year. And if I'm not mistaken, that's things like Android, um, Chrome, um, what else, hardware sales, all that sort of stuff um, gets lumped into other. Um, And then we've got Google Cloud, which is obviously a very highly um, watched part of their business. In terms of revenue, went from 6.9 billion to 8.4 billion. So up 22% year over year. So really solid growth coming from both all of the other stuff that they grouped together that's not just Google advertising, and also their cloud business, up mm. 21% and 22% year over year in terms of revenue, respectively. So, mm. I don't know, I thought it was pretty good. It's pretty impressive, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's you were, solid growth. I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but on the uh, YouTube front, I think uh, recently they've been testing actually blocking people f- or stopping people from using ad blockers. I don't know if you saw this. Um, so, you know, like a lot yes, of... Yes, uh, I've, like, I've seen this, but I wasn't going to talk about it. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of um, kind of news places will actually stop you from using an ad blocker. You have to kind of turn it off. And YouTube hasn't mm. kind of done that up until now. You can just use an ad blocker. And I think like a very large percentage of people who watch YouTube use ad blockers, like 30 or 40% or some insane figure. Um, but yeah, recently mm. they, were, they were found out to be kind of testing or some people noticed that they were testing uh, actually, um, actually uh, uh, stopping people from using ad blockers, which would be... Interesting to see if they roll that out, how that kind of um, plays out. I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you seen it? Has ha- it happened to you? Well, I don't use Adblock, but I, so I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. No, I have, yeah. I have YouTube Premium, so well, I don't know. I think it, yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a bit hypocritical to use Adblock. Um, <laughs> if you, mm. we, we rely I heavily have, on ads. I have Adblock, but I also have YouTube Premium. Yeah, okay. But on on the account where I don't have YouTube, because I have multiple accounts because we test stuff. Um, so on the account where I don't have YouTube Premium, mm. um, my ad block kicks in and it just comes up with a pop-up which says ad blockers are not allowed on YouTube. But oh. it's kind of like how it's a skippable ad. That pop-up comes up and you can't get rid of it for like five seconds. It's got a little progress bar that fills up mm. and then it goes up. And then you can just click X like you would skip an ad and then it plays a video. That's actually quite clever because then it's like, it's no different than just getting served an ad in a way. 
So maybe people yep. will then be just enticed to ultimately sign up for premium or, or to just, you know, cop the ads, I guess. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So it's an interesting yeah, approach. So I wouldn't that, have thought that's, of how, that's how it was working for me. Mm. Yeah, that's how it was working for me. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. It'll be interesting to see if we see a change in revenue or CPM or anything like that yeah. from their attack on ad block. I would imagine it wouldn't be crazy different because we get paid... Well, if you're saying 30 to 40%, right? Yeah, I guess the question would be... Because we get paid per click, right? So, the question would be, are people who use ad block um, less likely or equally likely to click on ads than than other people who are not using ad block, I guess? Um, Like, some some people would make the argument that people who use ad block are the people who would never click on ads. I probably don't agree with that. I I don't think that really makes any sense, I think. Wait, is that actually how it works? Do I just not know about this? We get paid... We get paid per click? Yeah. So, so someone has to click on the ad. Yeah. So so advertisers pay per, pay pay per click, or they pay uh, if you've watched fifty percent more than fifty percent of the ad, uh, yeah. or if it's one of those really long ads. I think it's a more than a minute of the ad or something like that. Yeah. So right. That, so it's not just per click. No, right. it's not just per click. No. Um, right. But um, but yeah, if the, if 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 an ad is served and you skip it within five seconds, the advertiser doesn't pay for that ad. Um, they're right. They're only paying if you engage with the ad essentially. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so there's an argument that people who use AdBlock wouldn't watch as, would, would are less likely to click on ads. But I'm not sure if I mm. necessarily agree with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we'll, mm. we'll have to find out. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, it could be substantial because yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was a very large percentage of of users who use AdBlock. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see how that changes. We shall see. Yeah. All right, so let's so we we've got revenue up eleven percent. Let's talk about operating income. So what do they what do they keep? Um, well, almost what do they keep? Um, operating income was up from seventeen point one billion to twenty one point three billion. So in terms of uh, let's talk about those same kind of categories. In terms of Google services, their operating income went up from eighteen point nine billion to twenty three point nine billion. So up twenty six percent, twenty six point seven percent year over year. Um, and Google services includes products such as ads, Android, Chrome, hardware, um, Google Maps, Google Play, Search, YouTube, all of it. Um, and then, so that's the first category. So from 18.9 billion to 23.9 billion. So that's uh, that's powering ahead. Then Google Cloud operating income went from negative 444 million to positive 266 million. So right. I think that's actually, because de- we've known that, you know, their cloud business, sure, it pulls in all this revenue, but in terms of operating income, in terms of profit, um, doesn't really make any money yet. Yeah, but that is starting <laughs> to change. Yeah, it's only just, it's only just making money, but it is starting to dunk yeah. up into the positive. Interesting. Yeah, because I think for yeah. quite a few quarters, or maybe even a couple of years, I think cloud revenue has been, it's always been negative, but getting slightly less and less negative. So, it, and then I think a couple of quarters ago, they had a really minor profit. Um, but now, yeah, it looks like they're starting to really build, um, profitability. Um, I think they, I think yep. they, um, uh, had a lot of their, ex- they, they spent a lot, um, to build the, the, the infrastructure for additional cloud sales early on. So they were kind of front loading costs, getting everything set up so that they wouldn't limit their revenue mm-hmm. growth and limit their ability mm-hmm. to capture market share. And it seems like maybe we're seeing a bit of an inflection point of, of, um, at least one stage of that. Hmm. They wanted. To, they knew they wanted to be a big player in cloud. Yeah, they yeah. knew they wanted to be that, that one of the top dogs. And interestingly, from the conference call, uh, more than uh, Sundar noted that more than sixty percent of the world's one thousand largest companies 
are Google Cloud customers. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty pretty impressive, I would say. Um, so that's what's going on at Cloud. And then other bets uh, was roughly the same year over year. Uh, in terms of operating margin, they um, they had an operating margin of 28% versus 25% a year ago. So a little improvement in operating margin. Net income was up from $13.9 billion to $19.7 billion year over year. So yeah. solid growth in the net income. Hmm. Um, in terms of other stuff, so their total traffic acquisition cost rose slightly from $11.8 billion to $12.6 billion. Um, this is the amount that it costs... Google to acquire their traffic. So they generate 4.72 times more ad revenue than what it costs them to get traffic, which is interesting. Mm. And in terms of headcount, similar story to what you were talking about with uh, Meta, headcount went from 186,000 to 182,000. So they got rid of about 4,400 employees. Right, there you go. Um, Now, in terms of, I had to wait until this morning to get this number because their 10Q wasn't out yet. Let's talk about paid clicks, cost per click, impressions. Um, we can start with impressions, maybe. So impressions, um, their change in impressions was down 2% and their cost per impression was down 3% uh, for the quarter year of year. And their paid clicks changed. So they had 8% more paid clicks, but their cost per click um, fell uh, 2%. Cost per click fell 2%. Right. Hamish, what do you make of that? Um, so they're, they're getting more getting more clicks. However, the revenue they're generating from each of those clicks fell slightly. Yeah, I mean... What, it, was, what was Meta's... What was Meta's... Um, was that a similar story for Meta? Um, yeah, let me... What we're talking about? Just if, um, yeah, same, same story for Meta. And that's what you would expect. So I'm just trying to find it. But um, that's what you would expect yeah. from... Um, Google as well. They are also making a push towards short form um, to, to a lesser extent, I would yep. imagine as a part of their business than Meta, but um, you would that, that's what you would expect. Sorry, I didn't hear the exact numbers you said because I, mm. I was looking something that's else okay. up and that I think, well, I th- it was um, paid, sorry, sorry, paid clicks were up 2%. Okay. Uh, sorry, paid clicks were up 8% yeah. and cost per click was down 2%. Yeah. That, that probably makes sense because um, Google is less all in yes. on short form yeah. ad. Whereas Meta is going to face a sharper swing because of short form ads not making as much money. Yeah. Yeah. Meta's was so uh I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Meta's was um impressions up uh thirty one percent. So they use clicks. Meta uses impressions, but they can yep. kind of be used interchangeably. And then um uh the price per ad was down six percent. So yeah, Meta experiencing much more of a yeah. stronger pull in that respect, but the same effect. Sorry, I was looking up. Um, I zoned out because I was looking up. I was looking <laughs> up. Sorry, mate. I was looking up something um, related to traffic acquisition costs. Um, that I remember seeing a couple of weeks ago that blew my mind. Uh, how much Google right. pays Apple to be the default search engine on on iOS? They pay them. Google pays. Uh, right. They okay. pay them eighteen to twenty billion dollars a year. Wow! Isn't that a crazy stat? Um. So that's what I was just wow. looking up just to make sure that's I had the numbers hectic. right. So like I think it's about half of their traffic Cha-ching. acquisition costs or some something insane like that is going to Apple. Which goes to Apple. Which Ooh. is which is um a crazy gate that Apple has that I don't think a lot of people talk about. 
But, you know, talk about the walled garden, no. like Google trying to get in the walled garden, you know, like, like yeah. just the, the, the toll fee on that is insane. $20 billion a year to do nothing. Yeah, but, that's a massive but to give toll. Up to, to, but to give up, um, to, but, but to, to give up, uh, yeah, the, the search engine spot on Default Safari and, and, um, and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy stat. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. That is actually ridiculous. Wowee. Apple, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cha-ching. Um, all right. What else have I got to talk about? Uh, just some interesting stuff in their balance sheet. Their cash plus marketable securities was $119.9 billion, wow. up from $113.8 billion a year ago. Um, so, get this right. They have current assets, $176.3 billion. They have current liabilities of $86.3 billion. Yeah, it's crazy. Current ratio 2.04. Long-term debt. So just just refresh. Current assets. Oh, sorry. Let's not even talk current assets. Let's talk cash and marketable securities. 119.9 billion. And long-term debt, 13.7 billion. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's nothing. Absolutely that is nothing. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly right. Cash flow statement, operating cash flow of 30.7 billion. CapEx of 8 billion. Free cash flow of 22.6 billion billion mm. um so still very pumping out a lot of free cash hamish a yeah. lot it's yep. quite a lot yep. they could they could afford to pay um, in terms of their conference <laughs> yeah, they can they can <laughs> afford yeah yeah exactly right um in terms of the conference call uh nothing groundbreaking um talking about ai uh they're trying to incorporate generative search into as generative ai into search more and more so incorporating images and video into search they're continuing to experiment they want search to be able to answer a broader range of questions. Um, in terms of BARD, it's, they treat it as an early stage experiment. Uh, it can now integrate with Google Maps, Workspace, uh, Google Flights, Hotels, and YouTube now, which they're going to increase, continue to increase that functionality. Uh, BARD now also works with Google Assistant. Nice. Um, and they continue to allow more uh, customers to build apps <coughs> on their AI platforms. Um, in terms of YouTube, they said they're focused on closing the monetization gap on shorts, which right. I find interesting, but he didn't add more or more kind of flavor as to exactly what he means on that. Is it the monetization gap between short form content and long form content? Or is it more the monetization gap between their short form content versus other platforms short form content? I would guess it's compared to long form because I'm pretty sure yeah. YouTube has the best monetization by landslide on short form. I don't think Oh okay. I don't think well reels you don't get anything. Um as far as I'm aware and I think TikTok still just right. has the creator fund so it's not as if you're actually getting paid per as a share of revenue you're just getting you know, part of this fund. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. That yeah. might have changed. I'm not actually entirely sure. But my guess is the monetization gap to to uh, to, to long form, which, um, yeah, you don't really make all that much money on, on shorts at the moment. Um, no. I mean, that's honestly, that's what they need to do to make YouTube shorts more. I mean, if you pay, it's economics, right? If you pay the people, they will come. <laughs> like if yeah. you if you pay them more money to make shorts, yeah. they're more people will make shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Pretty much. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's why a lot of big creators still don't really make shorts. I don't make shorts no. because the amount of effort that you put into shorts for the return that you get is just silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just silly. Yeah. That, yeah. that it, you might get a, sh you might get a ton of views, but you make a couple of dollars. Like actually. 
Yeah. I'm and, not even exaggerating that. And they don't even really convert. Your viewers on shorts don't really convert in a good way to long form either. A lot of people struggle with that, which yeah. is if they make both uh, and they have a big shorts platform, converting those people to watch their longer form, their newer longer form content um, is really yeah. difficult. And it's, I think it's just, you know, they're completely different products. Um, uh, mm. in, in a lot of cases, sometimes it's great overlap. I think like podcasts, for example, is is probably the perfect example of of the perfect crossover for short form, because um, the the shorts are kind of like a teaser. They're like trailers basically for the long form. Um, mm. So you probably get quite good conversion. But for other types of content, I think it's a little bit trickier um, to work out where the how to get the mo- uh, best out of both of them. And that's all I got for YouTube uh, for YouTube for Google. <laughs> Um, cool. that, that is it. All right. So do you want to keep, keep a good thing running and talk about uh, snap? Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. Keep a good thing running. Well, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> that's it. maybe not, maybe, maybe not. No, um, no. So, yeah. I thought we'd, uh, I thought we'd chuck in, um, I thought we'd chuck in, um, Snapchat there. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd call their results good, but, um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, they definitely, uh, it makes sense to talk, talk about them. I think, um, alongside the, uh, the yeah. other two giants, um, because it, 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 I don't know, it's kind of funny to me, just, uh, we're talking about, you know, 30 billion, 80 billion in revenue, this and that spending 20 billion on Apple mm. and then, um, you know, Snapchat, which is a very big social platform, um, is just, you know, hasn't been able to, you know, get on the, on, on the same level as, as some of these other giants. Um, but anyway, for the, mm. for their quarterly earnings, uh, their revenue came in at uh, $1.2 billion, which was up, uh, five, just oh. 5% year over year. So um yeah they, they didn't realize it was that tiny yeah they're quite a bit smaller um than uh than the other two and not really growing as well um five percent uh growth and that actually comes after two consecutive quarterly declines in revenue um so um mm. so yeah especially this year they've been they've been struggling quite quite a lot um in terms of their users uh daily active users came in at 406 million up uh 12% year over year so they're still getting decent growth out of their users um but again you know they're a, a fraction of the size of what what are we talking about meta with you know 4 billion <laughs> monthly active users across their platforms um snapchat is kind of just a, a tenth of the the size of of um meta's um uh advertising uh, uh social media behemoth um, mm. since, uh, they included this in their, uh, press release since launching their AI powered chatbot earlier this year, 200 million people have used it sending 20 billion, uh, messages. So they launched, um, this, uh, kind of, mm. uh, chat GPT style chatbot in Snapchat earlier this year. Um, and why am I telling you this? Uh, because the company didn't include anything else in the press release. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Wait, uh, what? There's no information on ad impressions. There's no information on clicks. There's no information on price per ad. There's basically nothing about their actual business, but 200 million people have said hello to a AI chatbot, um, <laughs> which is important. It's interesting. Almost as though they don't want to include that data. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Why wouldn't... I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't give us clarity on... How many ads they're serving? <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it is just unfortunate. I mean, their their business has been doing kind of rocky, so uh, yeah, uh, the management team's gonna not not uh, not be super transparent. Try and about keep that. quiet. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, there's not really all that much to say. That's why I was gonna just tack it on the end of uh, Meta and Google because there's not all that much to really say. Um, besides the financial statements, they didn't really uh, 
include anything else. Um, they, of course, uh, in terms of their uh, income statement, they had a net loss, so they're still losing money, of uh, $368 million, which was about the same as last year. Um, and that's pr- right. pretty much all there was uh, on, uh, on, their, on their press release. So, yeah, very different mm. to, uh, to, to, the other, to the other businesses. Mm. I, it blows my mind that they can't make money. I don't know. It also yeah. blows my mind that their daily active users is not higher. I see. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm just like suffer. I don't know what the effect is that I'm, you know, it's like I'm one case study and I'm specifically in Australia. I'm specifically, you know, I'm interacting with more people in their 20s, but I see like people using Snapchat all the time. Really? Like yeah. If, if, yeah, if you like go for a night out or something or you go to a bar, like everybody is just on Snapchat. Really? I, don't, I don't know. I'm not personally, but yeah, yeah, everybody is. I think the problem is other social media platforms, they, they were able to grab the younger audience, like teenagers, and then those platforms are still kind of relevant, I think, to, a ver- to, to even adults of, of different ages. Like I think Instagram is, is, has mm. a pretty wide, diverse user base. Facebook is even more diverse. Whereas I think Snapchat must be very concentrated on, on kind of younger people. And maybe as people get older, they, they gravitate away towards other social platforms. That would be just my guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is, yeah. it is strange to see. I guess maybe it's also more of a, uh, an American kind of uh, rather than a very international service. I don't know. That's just another guess. Um, I mean, yeah, 400 million was- users is, you know, it's a, it's a lot of users. But yeah, when you talk in the, in the scheme of the, the world... Um, and, and some of these other platforms. It's not a lot. It's, um, yeah, interesting. It's not. Well, Snapchat, I wish we could say more, but we can't because you didn't tell us anything. No, no. That's, um, that's basically... Simple as that. Um, what, where, should, where, <laughs> where should we go from here? Should, we, should I keep rolling in through, through earnings? Yeah, I've, uh, why not? We'll, we'll finish yeah, off... Yeah, um, let's roll through some... Yeah. Spotify is interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, every, every, like... Every ten or so minutes, we're just getting a major lag in, uh, <laughs> oh, in, in, in the in the, uh, in, in the call, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's keep rolling on through. Um, I also wanted to include Spotify here. Uh, the headline was they reported a surprise profit. Um, so well done. Um, Woo! Yeah, bi- clap, clap. Big corporation. <laughs> Congratulations! Surprise! We made money. <laughs> So, yeah, you've what, taken enough of our money over time through your subscription fees. Yeah. I, Spotify is a crazy one. Just sorry, before you get into it. Spotify is such an interesting... I guess uh, I, I guess you can say this for a lot of ad-related businesses, but I find Spotify because it's an, it's an you're trying to listen to music. Spotify is by far the most annoying <laughs> platform. Like It's like you give them money so that they stop annoying you. Mm. I don't know. Personally, I don't think business models like that will work in the long run. I guess ads are kind of the same, yeah. but particularly when I'm listening, I don't know why, but I find Spotify ads infuriating because I'm just trying to listen to music and it's mm. like, hey, but did you know you can get <laughs> Spotify premium and then you don't have to listen to me interrupting your music right now? Yeah, the ads the ads are terrible the, for some reason on Spotify. They're so annoying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there there is something about it's definitely list- the most annoying company. They're they're just trying to annoy the dollars out of you. That's essentially their business model. Yeah, yeah. Listening to music is one of those things where you just I think you just don't want to be interrupted with an ad. It just it feels no. super intrusive. Whereas I think YouTube, 
TV, it's kind of, it feels more a bit, bit more organic. It's still annoying, but it, it, it feels a little bit more normal for some reason. But there is something yeah. an- really annoying about being on a playlist and then, yeah, you get interrupted. Um, yeah. Which is why they have a lot of uh, paid subscribers. Um, it's a, you know, major part of their, mm. major part of their business. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes. The one thing that gets the, the sorry, no, just to ahead. interrupt. The one thing that really gets me is sometimes on an album, like an artist will make a track, one track that kind of ends that directly flows into the next mm. track. Like they'll very <laughs> deliberately do that. No, no, and no. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> it like ends and you're like, oh, this is the bit where it, it flows to that next song and this sounds awesome. And then it's like, da na na. Do you know you can, <laughs> you can get Spotify Premium and you don't have to listen to ads? Yeah, so that's actually like, so anyway, true. That's so that, true. That infuriates me. Oh dear. So anyway, so they <laughs> surprise. They've uh, they've they're profitable. <laughs> the economics of the business actually work. Um, so uh, wow. all, all of these numbers are in euros. So if I accidentally say dollars, um, I don't mean dollars. I mean euros. You mean euros. Um, so revenue uh, for the quarter came in at 3.4 billion euros, um, up uh, 11% year over year. So revenues are continuing to grow. Uh, where did that revenue come from? Part of it is from uh, premium subscribers and part of it is from advertising. So premium subs was 2.9 billion uh, euros. So that's most of their revenue. Uh, and then from advertising was 447 million euros. So advertising is, you know, uh, even though they do have a lot of people, uh, which I'll talk about on um, kind of their free ad supported model. Most of their revenue is coming from, um, uh, premium, uh, subs. Uh, what did I write here? Uh, increases in Spotify's podcast business is driving growth through ads. Yes. They spoke a little bit about, um, this big push they've been making recently, or say recently the last couple of years, uh, into podcasting, um, and the ads that they can run on podcasting. Of course, uh, even if you have Spotify premium, you get ads on, on podcasts, which, I'm not sure exactly how I feel about that. That's uh, <laughs> that's an interesting way it's to- It's a bit dumb, isn't I, it? I think that's kind of silly, honestly. I think if you're paying for no ads, it should be no ads across the entire platform. That's kind of, I don't know about yeah. that, but that that's their way of, um, you know, driving growth in in ads is, hey, we can we can run ads on podcasts and it's it's a it's a whole new thing. It's you know it's completely different to running. <laughs> You know, it's not in the contract. <laughs> it's a whole new thing. I love that. I love that scene so much from the big short. It's not yeah. three day old fish. It's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, good. I've watched that movie too many times. <laughs> too many times. Too many times. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The other we day, can quote like Wolf of Wall Street, maybe Margin Call, maybe Big Short. These are just you can just quote them. <laughs> the other day, I saw it on 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 Netflix, and I was like, oh, I haven't watched the Big Short in a while. Maybe I'll watch it. And I hovered over it, and it said last watched. It was like July. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's only been two months. It's just so good, <laughs> man. If there's anyone listening to us right now that has not seen the Big Short, hmm. go and watch it. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Go and watch it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, anyway, back to Spotify. So, anyway, yes, back to Spotify. Um, so, in terms of their users, uh, monthly active users, so their total users came in at 574 million, which was up 26% year over year, so still growing very, very quickly. Uh, that's broken down into premium subs and then the free ad-supported subs. The premium subscriptions was 226 million, up 16% year over year, so that's obviously an enormous amount of people paying whatever... T- well, I don't even know how much it is, $12, $15 per month. Um, 
so yeah, they have an absolutely enormous um, sub base. Uh, and then ad supported um, uh, uh, monthly active users came in at 361 million, up 32% year over year. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty significant. Um, yeah, again, they have, I mean, in terms of a premium model business, they have an enormous amount of subscribers, um, but still able to grow that, that ad supported business. Uh, the average revenue per user did decline uh, by 6%. Uh, however, almost all of it was um, a currency exchange. So uh, it was actually only down 1% in constant currency. So um, basically no um, actual change uh, to, their, to their pricing. Uh, their operating expenses during the quarter declined by 13%, which helped them to uh, reach that, uh, that, that uh, surprise profit uh, that they, they reported. Uh, and the reason why their costs went down was from two areas where they do spend a lot of money. One is marketing. So they decreased their marketing pretty significantly. It was, it was about by about 30% or something like that. And they also decreased their personnel costs. Like a lot of these tech companies have been doing recently, they've been laying off uh, a lot of people or at least trying to um, find the, the right amount of people right. to, to be running their business. And both of those allowed them to reduce their expenses by 13%, bringing their net income to $65 million compared to <laughs> minus $166 million last year. Um, so they did make profit, but um, sixty-five million on uh, sixty-five million euros uh, on three point four billion euros of revenue is. Um, I mean, they're profitable. <laughs> technically, don't worry about it. Hamish. Technically, they are profitable. S- stop! Stop comparing. <laughs> Just yeah. give them a clap. We did it. We did. Okay. We're profitable. Well Woo. done. Well done, Spotify. Um, so yeah, yep. there you go. There you go. They've, they've scraped out a. They've scraped out some some profitability. Um, Mm. yeah nice good on your spotify about time well done congratulations yep all right um is that all we have to talk about for spotify that's it that's all we've got yeah, that's earnings nothing too much yep. um i was going to talk about this china moving to support its economy but it's not the most interesting story um and we're running out of time so i'm oh, more inclined to skip it uh, yes, and go straight to Q and A. What are your thoughts? Yeah, all right, sounds good. Um, yeah, I'll ask uh, I'll ask one right, of these cool. questions to you. Um, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's start here. We'll start with this one. Um, okay, cool. Thoughts on growth? Uh, sorry, thoughts on value versus growth funds. Uh, I hold a few thousand in both types, with the majority just in the S and P. Thanks. What are your thoughts on? Uh, I guess uh, ac- uh, I guess some of these could be ETFs, index funds, yeah. on value or growth. Personally, <clears throat> and obviously not financial advice, this is just what works for me. Um, I tend to stick away from anything that's not kind of um, just a market tracking ETF or index fund. So like you say that you hold S&P 500 stuff, like me too. Um, I don't know if I have particular thoughts on value versus growth funds. Um I tend to stick, you know, value and growth stuff more in my um, active investing. And I'm not so much looking at funds there. I'm just looking at uh, individual companies. Um, But I guess I can talk to the broader topic of value versus growth, because this is this is like a massive, massive debate in the in the investing community is like, is it better to to look at companies that are just growing at massive clips or is it better to look at companies that are just super, super cheap, um, you know, trading at low multiples, cheap at um, discounted cash flow analysis? 
And I think this is a really interesting debate because it, it you do end up, it's almost like we're at war. Like there are two different groups. Like it's the growth group versus the value group. Mm. But I think that kind of misses the point because really what we're looking for, and this is like Warren Buffett style, this is Charlie Munger style, is we're looking for what's known as growth at a reasonable price, GARP investing. That's essentially, I don't even like, you know, Warren Buffett would probably still shake his head at that because he doesn't like being tied into a particular style or a a group of investor because he says, all investing is value investing. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the way to look at it. It's not necessarily, oh, we invest in companies that are growing heaps or we invest in companies that are super cheap. Ideally, what we're looking for is companies that are growing and they're at good prices. Yeah. So we, we incorporate both elements into our own investing approach. But in terms of the question, uh, value versus growth funds, I don't think I have anything much to say on that. Um, I tend to stick away from funds uh, when it comes to that sort of stuff. And I just, for my passive investing, I'm purely market tracking. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Hamish? Yeah, I'm the same. When it comes to funds, I don't kind of specialize into, into you know, predicting that value will outperform growth. Both kind of categories have done uh, better than the other at different times. And, you you know, some people yeah. do like to play that. Um, if, if you're interested, Joel Greenblatt, um, the last couple years, maybe it lasts like 18 months, has been talking a lot about how value, which has been underperforming for, I think, more than five years now, um, is going to make a return. So if you're interested in actually, you know, playing the group of value stocks versus the group of growth stocks, Joel Greenblatt will will um, try and convince you that value is as a group is going to do well, but that's not something that I participate in, um, in, in personally. And then, yeah, I, I, generally, I generally agree with pretty much everything you just said. I think yeah, Buffett would say that every kind of every business can be value. It's it's less about you know how much growth there is, but just comparing the price to future cash flows. Sometimes that might mean that the price is really low compared to current cash flows, um, and there's not going to be much growth in the future. Or the price could be uh, quite high compared to current cash flows, but the cash flows are expected to grow a lot. Um, both of those can technically mm. be value. Um, so I think he would disagree with the, the classic distinction of, of value and growth. Um, and yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, thanks for the question. And hopefully that, um, hopefully that gives you a bit of an insight into what we think. All right, Hamish, can I ask you this one? Um, let's say that revenue of a company doesn't grow for the next 10 years. But during that time, this company adds each year $10 million in free cash flow. In theory, should the price for a share be higher in 10 years from now? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'm going to go ahead and presume you mean their free cash flow grows by 10 million every year. So, they, their cash flows are, are, yeah. are growing rather than just producing 10 million every year. But yeah, I mean, in theory, you know, holding all else equal, I guess. Um, yes, I think the way that you think you should think about the value of a company is always, um, what do they have now? And what will they produce in the future? Um, so, what do they have on their books in terms of, you know, cash and, and liabilities and that sort of thing? Um, and then also, what will they produce in the future? So, if over the next 10 years, the company produces a lot of free cash flow and just stacks it on the balance sheet, it doesn't pay a dividend, it just puts it on the balance sheet, then the company should be worth more because it has more. Um, and then you would have to also consider, you know, what will it do beyond you know, going, going forward as well. Um, will it continue to grow? Is it going to slow down? Um, that's also obviously really important. 
Um, but that's what the value of a, of mm. a business is. Like, what are, you, what are you buying into? What do they own now? Do they have a lot of equity or do they have negative equity? Do they have heaps of debts? What do they have now? And then what will they produce in the future? And that's how you can get to, you know, what a company should be, should be worth. Um, yeah, that's- yeah, it's all about what do you get as the owner of the business? Yeah. What can you get as the owner of the business? Yeah. Modeling it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we do one more? Um, yeah. Let's do one more. Um, do this one maybe at the top. Yeah. Uh, what is an investing mistake you've made regarding the analysis of a specific company? Any, uh, any mistakes? It's an investing mi- mistake you've made regarding your analysis of a specific company. Most of my big mistakes, as I call them, <laughs> big mistakey, um, have come around assessing management. I, I know mm. I've said this before, but I don't know. It, it's, it's like um, in the early days, it was much more just me thinking that, you know, just basically just the overconfidence effect, just thinking I knew more than I did. Yeah. That was definitely, um, that was a, a, an error in myself that I had to, that I, well, you quickly come to realize that anyway, because you just lose a whole bunch of money and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But in terms of actually the analysis of a company, usually it's the management or, or me, me believing in the management more and not really scrutinizing what the numbers are saying. Because, I don't know, some management teams, they're just good salespeople. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. But in the future, it'll be better. Trust us. We're going to do so good next year. But when you actually look at the, the hard numbers, don't don't think about what they're saying, but just look at the hard numbers. Maybe the story is, oh, it's not looking great. Yeah. But then I kind of get brought around from a management going, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, because next year is going to be great. <laughs> and then inevitably it's not great next year and then I've lost money. So yeah. I think probably my the bit I need to get better at is really cutting through management's BS or, or be be better at identifying it. Yeah, I think management's management's just really hard. It's I think um, it's probably why, it not probably, it is why I put such a big emphasis on founder-run companies and uh, management teams that where companies where the management team owns a, an enormous amount of stock. Like they're basically shareholders themselves Yeah, because it, it helps to eliminate, yeah. it doesn't eliminate every everything, but it, it does help to align the management team with you as an, as an owner. Um, and, it, and it can remove a lot of the uncertainties that just kind of generally exist with you not knowing the management team. Um, they could be lying to you and, and ultimately you don't really know, but if they're the founder and if it's their baby, then there's a much higher chance, um, that, um, that they're actually going to do the best thing, um, for, for the shareholders. So I, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Um, other mistakes, I think, I think misjudging, um, the, the economic moat that a company has, I've, I've probably done a couple of times, just not going deep enough on the company and, and its competitive position and, and maybe kind of right. falling in love too much with a company rather than viewing it objectively, I think is 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 a challenge that investors kind of face. Um, fairly, it's yep. fairly common. So yeah, I'd say that too. Yeah, nice. All right, very good. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, All right, team. I think we might wrap things up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks. Sorry. <laughs> we've suffered we've suffered lag you go, like, you is, go. is Hamish going to talk, Am I going to talk? <laughs> we have suffered a little bit of lag yeah. this episode yeah. but you know we, we plough through it we plough through it I like the raw 
kind of feel of our podcast. It's not yeah. like super, you don't have like music fading in and fading out and this and that, and you don't have like, and join us after the break as we'll discover <laughs> what Ray Dalio said about it. Like, it's none of that. It's just two blokes having a chat. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we have a bit of lag and that's just, we just got to combat that. Yeah. But anyway, is what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll take the outro, Hamish. Thank you guys very much for watching. <laughs> <laughs> we do appreciate it. Uh, th- thanks, Hamish, as always, for joining me. No uh, if you wanted to submit a question for next week, uh, just make sure you go to the most recent version of the podcast, drop us a comment or ask a question in the Spotify uh, uh, question box and with that said hope you guys have a great week um hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll see you back here next week see you guys